This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the program, and you, as always, can bring up whatever is on your mind just by dialing in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Uh, so we're here to take your calls about anything. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And we're going to start things out here tonight with a, a little story, a, an educational story about what will inevitably happen here in the United States if the government, fully government-controlled, socialized medicine care system comes down. Or should I say when it comes down? Because they they sure are working hard in D.C. As as I think as you pointed out in the past, Mark, you know, if these Republicans aren't going to give in on this issue, why are they trying to cut deals? And they're up there, uh, they're trying to make it sound like they're making a stand for freedom. But at the same time, they're coming up with ideas and modifications to the plan to, you know, come to a compromise on it. Well, this is the sausage making you hear about in, in uh, Washington. Uh, you know, nobody nobody wants to, uh, you know, see the sausages or politics made or whatever the, the, the quote is. And you're... You're right, but at the very least with sausage, I get the choice as to whether or not I want to buy it. However, when these politicians get together and they start making their little compromises so that everybody's happy, uh, not everybody wants to I – don't, I don't want to buy it. I don't want it. The fact is I believe the Republicans are going to compromise on this one. And, sure, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to be, but we're going to get probably even a worse system. I think you would probably get a better system if uh, old, uh, you know, big brain Harvard uh, Barack Obama got up there and said, and just handed down a socialized system. That's a it stretch. would be crappy, but it's not going to be as crappy as the compromise that they're going to come up with. You understand what it's I'm saying? It's hard to say. I see where you're coming from. Well, but... well, the system we have today is crappy. Oh, yes, it because is. Because it's a compromise all throughout the years. Oh, well, we got to help the children. we got to help the old people. Medicine costs too much. You know, the, the, all the stuff that has uh, come along, well, it's, it's all due to government regulations on the medical industry in the first place. Yes. So, anyway. so it's a mostly socialized system, as, as we pointed out so many times. So it bears pointing out because we always have new people tuning in. Uh, the existing system is not free market. No. Even though there might be some pundits... Uh, in the news, on the Sunday morning news programs, I don't really know, I don't watch those things, but even though there might be some, I'm speculating here, saying that this is a free market and it's failed. Well, no, it's not a free market because any market in which there are regulatory aspects from a monopoly, uh, a violent monopoly calling itself the government, anytime you have government regulations, you don't have a free market. And the healthcare industry is incredibly regulated. It's just tremendously burdened with regulation absolutely you can't even practice medicine unless you've gone you've jumped through the union hoops Mm -hmm. um that they've set up in in place you have to be a member of their union in order to practice medicine in the united states that's not true in any other industry at all you have to be a member of the ama now let me say something i think that people should be able to get health care i think that health care should be excellent quality i I think it should should be affordable uh so i want to make it clear that i support people being able to act Access quality, affordable health care. But the thing is, you cannot just come down with some government program and wave a magic wand and make that happen. People don't have a right to health care because that would mean they'd have a right to the labor of other people without compensating them. Well, you'll say, well, the government will compensate them. But the problem is when you put more steps in between the buyer and the seller, you get all kinds of crazy economic problems because the sellers, if they don't have the ability to price their products according to what the buyers are willing to pay, 
which they won't in a government system because the government board will sit there and it'll set the prices. It'll As say, it does with Medicare and Medicaid now. Right. It'll say, okay, docs, you'll get this for this treatment. You'll get this for seeing this many patients, et cetera, et cetera. And so it completely isolates them from the, from the market signals that are necessary in order to do business in an appropriate not manner. Not to mention that, but you don't get the choices that you do in a free market. And that's what this story is about. Okay. This story is about choices. This is from the U.K.? Yes, this is from the U.K. where they got socialized medicine. This is what's going to happen. Now, I know the dimmy, the dimmies that are going to listen here. No, no, your people, you're demagoguing. We'll do it different. Yep. Okay. Doctors left a premature baby to die because he was born two days early. His oh. devastated mother claimed yesterday. This was, uh, by the way, uh, September the 10th, so it's been a while. Sarah Campwell, uh, Capewell begged them to save her tiny son, who was born just 21 weeks and five days into her pregnancy, almost four months earlier. I'm not saying this child would survive. I don't know. What I am saying is that they didn't try, mm-hmm. and they would have, under it, under our system, they would have. Okay, I'm not saying our system's great, but they certainly would have tried if the mother would have asked. And they won't there because they have their rules. And that's how it goes. You turn doctors and nurses into bureaucrats, and they become, well, as heartless and useful as the DMV. They ignored her pleas and allegedly told her they were following national guidelines. That Just following orders. The babies born between 22 weeks, uh, before 22 weeks, should not be given medical treatment. They wow. don't want to waste that valuable medical treatment on just a, a 21-week-old baby. They also make similar decisions at the top end of the life spectrum. Sure they do. For older people... Uh, do you need to get a heart transplant at age 90? Well, you know, no, you're too you old. Goodbye. Sorry. Sorry, buddy. You're, you're not, at 90? <laughs> How about try 70? Yeah, you won't get it. I'm just pulling a number. Miss Capewell, 23, said doctors refused to even see her son, Jaden, who lived for almost two hours, mm. Ian. Two hours this kid was alive without any medical support. That's how, and just a little bitty baby. Mm-hmm. Um, she said that he was breathing unaided and had a strong heartbeat, and he was even moving his arms and legs, but medics refused to admit him to a special care baby unit. Miss Capewell is now fighting for a review of the medical guidelines. That's all she can do because her baby's dead. Yeah. Died without medical treatment because it was against the rules to do anything for him. Why is it against the rules, Mark? Because they know better than you. Well, the reason doesn't doesn't the reason usually come out as, you know, health resources are limited here in the UK. Uh, We only have so much money. We've uh, you know, we're just going to have to ration the care because we only have so much to go around. And, yeah, some people are more equal than others. Uh, For instance, if your baby's premature, sorry, we're just not going to have to. We just can't allow it to live. I mean, it's going to be too big of a drain on the resources. We've got to take care of the majority of people. Uh, this money that... has to go to take care of most people, and I'm sorry, but the these elderly and infirmed folks, we're just going to have to cut them off because, you know, they're not paying taxes I anyway. Don't... And somebody that's uh, re- retarded or somebody that is uh, is born prematurely, they're likely going to have a lot of medical bills in their life, and so it's going to cost a lot. We're just going to have to just cut it off and just, you know, hey, you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet, right? I can't imagine why the uh, British bureaucrats responded to this article, because I know ours certainly would not. Mm-hmm. It would have been no comment all the way, but they say it advises doctors that the uh, medical intervention for very premature children is not in the best interests of the baby and is not standard practice. So there you go. They mm. they, they refuse to even uh, you know step in as, as far as this goes. They do point out here that it is extraordinarily rare for a child to live at this um at, at this age it has been done and Jaden 
might very well have been one of the children that made it. And the fact that he lived two hours after, I mean, can you imagine being the mom there, sitting there with the little bitty baby? We're not talking about a, a regular six to eight pound baby. We're talking about a tiny, tiny little baby. Your progeny dying there in front of you because these doctors won't do anything because it's against the rules. All right, I'm going to take the uh, the socialist side of, of things here, Mark. And say, Mark, you're you're just not you're just not compa- you're you're comparing apples and oranges here. I mean, this is the UK. They're doing things wrong over there. If you just put me and my buddies in charge, we care about people. We think everybody has a right to health care, and that uh, you know it's going to be different here in the in the United States. We've got a lot more money here than they do over in the UK, and so you won't have to worry about stuff like that with the with the government system here. But we have Democrats in charge in the Senate the House, and the White House, and they still can't get this through. What do you want? Well, wait, wait. I'm just saying, if it does, when it does go through, but it's you don't not have to worry go about through. the babies. Look, you've got the perfect storm here. Democrats in the House, Democrats in the Senate. Um, as a matter of fact, there's 60 Democrats in they the Senate. They just so all they... want things. You know how the log-rolling process right. works. They say, well, we really want they to They don't for need this, the but... Republicans. You can't get all the but Democrats need, on board on this. But they still want favors. And so we just got to deal out some favors, and then we'll get it passed, and then, you know, we're going to put you the have insurance companies... Frankenstein monster of a deal. It's not like you'll have real or good socialized medicine, because your idea, as good as it might be, is not what is going to pass the House and the Senate and get signed by the president. None of their ideas is the one that's going to make sure, it. Sure, sure. But when it does Frankenstein happen, monster you're not addressing deal. the issue, Mark. You're not addressing the issue that we care about premature babies. No, you don't. Because the socialists in uh, Great Britain let Apples this one die on the table Apples in oranges. front of their mother. You're going to have to come up with a better one You only one than care that. about 23 Can you do a better old, job than Mark uh, on responding to this? The apples and oranges. Uh, what about the premature babies here? 800-259-9231. We'll continue to take your calls about what you want. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kid Essentials, the nutritionally complete drink with 25 essential vitamins and minerals and probiotics to help support your child's healthy growth. Visit us at kidessentials.com. Calling certain foods bad or good doesn't go very far in helping kids understand about balanced diets. Discuss the powers of foods. Carrots are good for your eyes. Fish keeps your heart strong. And how they work together to help kids grow, and they'll remember it even better. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing toll-free at 800-259-9231. Coming on uh, the health care debacle or whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by our friends at SACL CAI. And, of course, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features there, and they're all totally free, including the Facebook profile. You can go and get signed up as a friend or a fan, I think is what they call it, actually, at Facebook. Go to facebook.freetalklive.com. It'll take you right to our fan page. That's facebook.freetalklive.com. If you're uh, looking to get uh, knobs or bathroom accessories like towel racks and that kind of thing, uh, go to innerknobs.com before you go to the big box stores or one of the specialty places, uh, or maybe after you've gone to them, because they have all that stuff and they have it at wholesale prices. So you can get every knob, every pull, every uh, you know bathroom, towel rack, and all that other stuff. You can get it at innerknobs internobs.com and you can get it for significantly less and if you use code FTL as in free talk live that's FTL you get an additional 10% off the order I use them the the service has been great all along they've been very helpful I even had a little 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 issue they had to clear up and they did it fast and friendly it was it's great internobs.com 
Toll-free number again here is 800-259-9231. We started the show out. Mark, you had a story out of the U.K., which, of course, if you, uh, you probably are aware, they have the national health care system. They have uh, universal health care, government-run health care, socialist health care, whatever you want to call it. It's not a free marketplace in health care in the U.K. And, by the, by the way, it's not a free market here either. Here, most money in health care is spent by government. So this is a mostly government-run health care system, but... Still, there are private options, and there are still private options in the U.K., just even fewer because the government has more control there. Sure. So uh, what happened was a woman had a baby. It was really premature, and she wasn't allowed to even have the doctors try to save it. The doctors were following the rules. They were following the law, which says that if this baby is a certain amount of weeks premature, then we're just not going to try to save it because it's too expensive and... Sure, we'd like to make it look like we care about people's health, but we just don't care about people that are under the age of 22 weeks or whatever the hell it was. Uh, and then, of course, it also applies to, to elderly people. You don't have an example of this, but it's it's true. Uh, generally, what happens is if you're too old and you need some sort of surgery, you'll just be told no. Well, I'm sorry, we just can't afford to give that to you. You're too old, you're not paying taxes anymore, and so you're not worth any. You're not really worth much to our system. But of course, what I brought up to that, to those points, Mark, and I'm just kind of playing the role of the socialist since we don't actually have any on, on the phone. If you do believe in the government health care system and you do want the government to take total control of health care, would love to hear from you at 1-800-259-9231. You could probably do a better job of uh, going up against this than I could. But I'm just kind of stepping into the role here as, as devil's advocate saying, well, Mark, I mean, it may be true what you're saying here. I, I have no reason to disbelieve you that they have these policies in Great Britain, but those are the British. I mean, come on. Redcoats, uh, we're different here in America. Here in America, we care about people. We want everyone to have a right to health care, even premature babies, even people in their 90s. We've got more money here in America. We can do this right, the right way here. Well, we have more money um, in health care because we don't have the government in it. So once you put the government in it, then you're going to have the same kind of service that you get from the post office and the DMV. I mean, these are government-run organizations that have the basic monopoly on what it is that they do what makes you think that we're going to whether we care or not i mean i'm sure at one point somebody cared about delivering letters and somebody cared about uh, providing people good customer service when they gave them driver's licenses and i'm even sure that there are probably people that work in the post office and the dmv that care about their jobs however mm -hmm. they are surrounded by people who do not that's a good answer. I like that, uh, the comeback on the DMV, the post office, because everybody can relate to that. Everybody has stood in, most people have at least stood in a postal line, and they've stood at the DMV, and they know All how you have to be. do is, I mean, look, the, 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 what's being proposed in the health care system is essentially an, a public option, which means that there will then be private options also. Is all You, you have mean to for do insurance? For insurance. Is all you, or, or even if the government offers, that there'll still be some private options, I'm sure. Until they're put out of business. Yeah, they'll, well, they'll, they'll be driven upward or put out of business. And they'll be driven up into the pre, in, in, in price-wise, into the premium yeah. the area. Just look at public schools. That's all you have to do. Look at the teacher, teaching level at public schools versus private schools. Look at the uh, service level between public schools and private schools. Look at everything, and you will see the difference, the costs, the whole deal. I have to pay for public schools, so I might as well send my kid there until I have a problem with the public school, in which case the uh, the bureaucrat in the front office will tell you to pound salt in your butt because whatever it is that you want, you can't have. Go and vote, yeah. citizen, if you want to change things. Go run things. for the school board. Yeah, that, that's that's all you can do because if you want your kid to be taught a certain, uh, the, you know, all the kids to be taught something or your kid to be taught something or whatever. 
Similarly, if you want some sort of alternative treatment or you don't accept what the health monopoly is giving you, I bet you you'll be told things like, like well, run for the health board, and then you can change the policy. Yep, that's exactly it. Instead of just being able to choose a different doctor, instead of being able to choose another expert to give you the advice or to give you the, the product that you're looking for, you'll have to change policy. I'm sure some bureaucrat over there in England right now, or just, just recently, has told Miss Capewell, the woman whose uh, son, Jaden, died you know, basically in her arms, in her hands, because mm-hmm. he was so small. That you know, if she doesn't like the policy where they don't deal, they don't uh, uh, help kids that aren't 23 weeks old or older, then she should run for health board and get these things changed. But That's how sure we fix these problems right. around here. It's going to take you your whole gosh darned life to change these to change things. Change one policy rather, rather than having you know uh, uh, the the opportunity to choose. Screw choice. Yeah. You won't get choice. Well, and that, and that's if right. If that's if she actually succeeds at her uh, at her little campaign. Yeah. I mean, it's not like. Plenty of people haven't tried to change the government and failed. That's where we got the saying, you can't fight City Hall. Let's go to your phone calls. Uh, let's talk to Tyler, listening to WFLA-FM. Tyler, you're on Free Talk Live. Georgia. Yeah, and turn down your radio, please. Quickly. Thank you for that. Now. Yes, sir. What's on your mind tonight? I was calling to chat about the government uh, health care plan that sure. you guys were debating about. Yes, sir. I, I was wondering if, like, since everybody's saying the policy is so bad, we haven't really adopted a successful health care policy yet, so I want to know why would it be so bad to just try the policy that President Obama has offered, and if it doesn't work, then we can... uh Scrutinize him and Tyler, patronize him. Can you tell me um, the tell me the last government program we stopped that 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 I, occurred and then discontinued? I'm not. I'm That's because it doesn't happen. It doesn't work. The that closest way. The, the Ronald Reagan quote on this, and I'm not saying Reagan was the greatest president ever, but the Ronald Reagan quote quote on this is the closest thing we have on um, Earth to eternity is a government program because once it's in it's place, good. you can't get rid of it. The bureaucrats have jobs. They're in the union. They're not going anywhere. Let me give you a second reason why uh, it shouldn't be tried. Because it's stealing. Because government is force. Because government is a violent monopoly. It's an agency of coercive force. And it's never appropriate, no matter what your goals are, to steal in order to support something. If you want to get grandma an operation, it makes more sense to ask people to help you rather than force them to. And that's all government knows how to do is force people. I am all for getting people the care that uh, that they need. I think that's a fine idea. But I think it can all be done on a voluntary basis, which is let's try the other option. Let's try the option that no one's talking about. Mark, I think you've called it the impossible solution. Well, yeah. How come Mr. Obama's idea gets to get tried? What about my idea? Why don't we try it, Tyler? Do you know what the idea uh, is? Are, are you a politician? Well, why are the politicians better than me, Tyler? Are they, we all they the are same? They are, I'm not saying they're any better than you, but they are the ones who make the political decisions. They're the ones it's who control... Like everybody, everybody wants to be a politician thinking that their health care plan is... Thank you for the call. Else. We'll tell you what the plan is here in a here in a moment. It's the impossible solution because no I don't want to be a politician, right? Because <laughs> nobody's going to talk about this. It's impossible that this solution will ever be brought up in Washington D.C. With the exception of maybe Ron Paul. Ron Paul might put something like this forward. Anyway, we'll share in a moment. It's free talk live. In the late 21st century, the hardiest, most daring adventurers have begun to colonize the solar system, where untold mineral riches await them. Jealous of their wealth and fearful of their freedom, the government of Earth is determined to extend their power to this new frontier by any means necessary. 
Escape from Terra, an illustrated science fiction saga from Big Head Press. Read it online at escapefromterra.com. This is Free Talk Live, the Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The bulletin board system is there with over 490,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about. Serious issues, fun stuff, you'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided with the detailed real news that lies between the lies of propaganda and the relationships that we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch today. That's where I got this story from, Freedom, freedomsphoenix.com. We started out the program with a story about out of the U.K., just giving you an example, one of many examples of how it is the government health care system, a fully government-run health care system, inevitably will start clamping down its uh, level of control on people. Of course they're going to sell it to you as, oh, it's just going to be so great We'll just put these rose-colored glasses on. Health care run by the government is fantastic. It's going to give everybody a right to health care. It's going to be free, and it's going to be super. And then, once the program actually ends up getting passed, reality sets in. And reality is that when health care is free to the end user, or apparently free, because we all know it's paid for by tax dollars, but when it's apparently free to the end user, when they go in and they don't have to actually pay anything out of pocket for it, well, they're much more likely to go in. If they got the sniffles, they're going to go see the doctor. That's just how it is. If, if you give something away, you're going to attract people that want to get free stuff, that want to take every opportunity they can to uh, utilize the freebie. And so costs go up dramatically, but costs go up dramatically for other reasons, too, because there's no competition for price in the marketplace. There are no different entities. There's only one health-providing entity. It's the government. And so there are no different entities that are out there competing on the basis of quality or price or anything else. Not to mention it kills innovation. So the, Yes, innovation is killed, so there's no new real uh, great ideas coming out. So you just get this kind of static, crappy system, one-size-fits-all system, and then it stops being one-size-fits-all because things are so expensive to run when the government runs, uh, runs things. I mean, look again, look at the post office versus FedEx versus uh, the UPS. FedEx and UPS make a profit. Post office in, in the, the red, red year every after year. year. So that's what's going to happen to the government health care system because that's just what government does, despite all their best intentions and everything. That's what's going to occur. And so at that point, the government has to start essentially doing, I don't know if triage is the right word, but essentially making decisions about your health care and whether or not you'll be able to get it. They're going to look at people that, uh, that have premature babies, like what happened in this story. A woman's premature baby was not given care, and it died as a result of that. Hey, the rules say we can't do that. Rules also say that if somebody's too old and they're asking for too much care, that don't give it to them. They're going to die anyway. They're not paying taxes. Also, if you aren't exercising enough, if you're smoking cigarettes, if you're doing other things that might be dangerous to your Eating health. Candy, candy bars, whatever. What, yeah, whatever they end up deciding, they will decide these things, and they'll say, well, you know, we want to make sure that everybody has preventative care. And so in order to get the emergency care when you need the emergency care, we're going to need to see evidence that you've been in engaging in healthy behaviors beforehand. Because it's all about cutting their costs, right? So they're going to basically say, 
well, we're going to need you to submit to these tests, or we're going to have to have this guy come and check your refrigerator. I don't know how they'll configure it, but somehow they'll configure it to where if you're found to have been a cigarette smoker, they might deny you lung cancer treatment or things things like that. If you're found to have been eating at McDonald's a couple times a week, you might be denied a a heart transplant or you know clearing out your arteries, that sort of thing. Uh, So they'll make it so unhealthy so-called lifestyles will be unqualified to receive the government medical care. After all, these people are uh, taking advantage of the system that we provide. We provide health care for all, but not for irresponsible people. Right. So that's it starts out with a message of health care for everybody. But then once reality sets in, we realize this government running a program. They suck at it. Costs rise. The rules start to clamp down. And then what do you have? Then where do you get your health care at that point? Then you, you have the government deciding, well, <laughs> it will be third world, um, third world countries. It will be, uh, you know, other well, I know it won't be third world care. I mean, you'll be able to get better care anywhere else in the world. Anywhere where you don't have a fully government-run system, you'll be able to get better care than here in the United States. Take a look at the government-run education system. The United States went from uh, number one in the 40s to, well, we're about number 50 now. Way down. We got the Department of Education and federal government. Are you telling me that, uh, you know, in America we can do it better? Apparently not. Let's go to your phone calls. Matt is in Illinois on the amp line. Hello, Matt. Hey, guys. How are you? What's on your mind tonight? Well, it's a very, very sad and disturbing story um, that you just read about that baby, about the uh, the British doctors uh, not giving any treatment to that baby. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps it's time that the American military went over to England and... Uh, sorted things out for them after all i mean you know they, they've clearly got a violent dangerous system over there we 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 step in all over the world when uh, when dictators are in power we, we probably should step in there too right send the baby killers that, against that, the baby killers right. um i mean didn't isn't that what was going on over in kuwait weren't they throwing babies on the ground and Letting them die over there oh it's okay when uh when the british kill babies because well they're white people Oh, is, is that how it works? Right, it's civilized. I, I thought we were the policemen. Of no, the no, 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 no. See, we're just, no, no, no. It's, well, it's the civilized British the, when the white British people are the policemen babies. of the world, too, and policemen don't arrest policemen, Matt. <laughs> uh, I mean, but they're killing babies over there. It's for yeah, the children. but, you know, they're white babies, and they're white doctors, and so, you know, it's civilized when white people do it. But when those brown folk do it in the Middle East, it is just barbarism, and that, they must be stopped. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. But I, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm of course. I'm looking at this, too. I'm thinking that any baby is a baby, and, and, and it's very bar- barbarous, as you said. It's and sad. I think those British people need what for. Well. I, you know, I, it's, it's, we, we're supposed to be the policemen of the world, darn it. And, and we should go over there and, and just take over their system completely and show them how it should be done. Touche. I guess we should just take over the rest of the world, too, because there's always going to be something. And then, when, and then when our government does the same thing, who's going to police, who's going to watch the watchers, mm-hmm. you know? Well, Thank- we're better than everybody else. We, are, we all know that. <laughs> God bless America. Here. That's right. That's Americans right. are better because we were born on the right plot of land. Thanks That's for the- right. <laughs> we were born over here, and by golly, we're the best. Thanks for the call tonight, Matt. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. My tongue firmly planted in my cheek for all of that. Uh, Yeah, I think human beings are human beings. I think that all people, pretty much the same. We might look a little bit different, but... R.S. all stinks. Yeah, but um, I think that Matt brings up a very good point. Is There's no way 
that Britain could do anything and we wouldn't invade oh, Great Britain. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right about that. You know, there's a sovereign country. However, you know. When you say we, you mean the U.S. The, the United government. States government. However, yeah, you know, when it, comes to, when it comes to countries we don't like or they have things that we want or, or whatever it is, eh, no We problem. don't like, we want, come on now. Yeah. They want, they don't like. I, gotta, I have to do. admit that I supported the invasion of Iraq. But I've changed my now. mind. No. Right. Because it's wrong to uh, it's it's wrong to invade somebody's land, somebody's territory if they haven't especially when harmed you <laughs> when the when the intelligence sucked and like everybody knew the intelligence sucked you know the whole yellow cake thing oh but is it right to invade Somalia now uh, Obama's finally oh, yeah. done his own invading right I mean he was just continuing the Afghan thing now he's actually invaded Somalia yep and where was the news on that by the way I'd like to point that out when the the invasion of Somalia was happening this last week and by the way. We didn't. Uh, we, meaning the federal government, federal government did invade Somalia this past week. You never saw any news. I didn't even see it on the Drudge Report. It was. It was. America even doesn't there. realize that it's at war in Somalia. America doesn't realize that it's at war in Afghanistan but, and losing, like but, getting getting destroyed over there. But we. But the Americans do realize that Patrick Swayze died of uh, cancer this yeah, week. It, it was that's sad. what admittedly was, well, sad. that's what was getting the headlines. Well, Barack Obama is also pushing through his health care thing, and that's important. And and uh, one Republican told. Uh, the president that he's a liar boy that's important news yeah 800-259-9231 that is the SACL cai toll free line do you know about the somalia thing honestly i don't know too much about it i'd like to know more it's hard to find information on it apparently there's a war going on down there for some reason 800-259-9231 but all the news is about a, a dead hollywood celebrity because you know, we've got our priorities here in America. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything here on Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. Well, now we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some of my favorite gold and silver pieces. I love the British Sovereign. It's about a quarter ounce, which is usable for a gold coin. They tend to be older and thus are numismatic and untracked by the government. They have the 100-year-old wow factor for the layman and are easily storable for emergencies. You can get them for only $288. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold. FreeTalkLive.com. The shipping is the same as it is for one coin as it is for 20. So try to get as many as you can at once. 877-857-9938. Gold.FreeTalkLive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Inviting you to our website. Uh, we've got a lot of features there, and we give them away. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. And by the way, I changed the policy on the AMP program today. We're now going to be allowing Free Talk Live amplifiers to stay on board the AMP-only email list as just kind of a lifelong perk. So even if you jump on board and then you decide to leave for whatever reason, sometimes people leave because it's they hit hard financial times. They can't afford uh, to you know to pay us anymore for the, the three bucks a month or whatever it is that they were contributing. So uh, up until today, we'd been removing those people's email addresses from the AMP only email list. But now you'll stay on just to kind of give you a reason to come back. Uh, maybe down the line you'll notice one of our emails coming through. And so we're just kind of uh, allowing people to stick on board, which I think is pretty cool. So head over to amp.freetalklive.com. You'll get perks like access to the AMP only call in line. 
lines, chat room, forum, and more. And we'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, and bring more Internet listeners on board, too, and expose people to the ideas of freedom. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com. I've been taking a new vitamin. It's called Choose for Health's Superfruit Complex. Not only is it a vitamin, but it's an antioxidant at the same time. It's chewable. You know you get the entire uh, you know, tr- nutritional benefit from it because it's a chewable. And uh, you know that's, that's where digestion begins, in your mouth. It contains goji, mangosteen, acai, nani fruit. These four superfruits contained in uh, Choose for Health are considered by many experts to be the most nutrient-rich fruits that the world has to offer. You can get a free week. By calling 800-219-8874. Try it out and see if you like it. It's 800-219-8874. All you have to do is pay for shipping and handling. That's 800-219-8874. Choose for health. All right. So I did say we were going to give the impossible solution, and we didn't do it the last segment. So I just want to get it out here. This is the thing you're not going to hear anybody uh, proclaim up in Washington, D.C., because it doesn't benefit them. It doesn't benefit their buddies in the, the lobbying firms. It just doesn't benefit them. So they're not going to uh, they're not going to proclaim it. Even the so-called freedom-loving Republicans. Yeah, the, 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 gov- the, the party of small government. The impossible solution is simple. You get the government the hell out of health care. You abolish the FDA. And you get the government out of all regulatory affairs. You end the, uh, the, the Medicare and whatever the hell else. Whatever the government is involved in, any level of involvement and in regulation in health care, you end it. Let and you people- allow the decide you, right. what they want for their own health care. You allow the marketplace to handle it. Oh, no, what about the people that are poor? What about the people that are sick? What about the people that are uh, already under the system? Allow charity to, p- to pick up those uh, pieces. People care about other people. People are concerned about others' well-being. I want people to get good health care. And I understand that the only way that's going to happen is if it is out of the hands and out of the control of the state. So there's the impossible solution. Let's go back to your calls about whatever you want. And we go to Mark, listening in Grand Rapids to WTKG. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, Thank you, and good evening. Uh, Your solution could work if we got out of Medicare, which would uh, take away the right of folks just because they've gotten old to have health insurance. But one other thing would have to happen, and that is we would have to stop providers from providing care and then passing the cost on to those of us who have insurance. I pay quite a bit for my insurance, and I'm told about 30 cents on the dollar goes to provide care for those that don't have insurance. So, Well, it's not uh, the providers. It's the government that requires uh, hospitals and places like that. Provide the care and then right. they pass on the cost to us. So, sure, but but don't um, like make it seem like it's the the fault of the providers. Well, no, the providers providers deserve to get paid. Don't get me wrong, but uh, they they have to have the right to turn people away that can't afford it, and which is fine. No, yeah, I think they should be able to. You're right about that. There are laws that force uh, the hospitals to take people in, and I think that if you abolish those and it bears laws, mentioning, and I, I appreciate that. Right, but if you abolish those laws, people are going to object. They're going to say, "Well, you don't want people to get turned away," and I, I don't. I don't think that people should be, but I think it should be up to the hospital to make that decision. And I think that one of the things that is pretty prominent even today, uh, even in the hospitals today, is charity, uh, charity wing. Hospitals have these things. They have uh, areas where people can get uh, care, and people who are concerned about people who can't afford it getting the care that they they're looking for can give money to the the hospital's charity wing. When you leave the hospital, in many cases, they'll ask you, "Do you want to give some money to our charity wing?" And plenty of people do. And in fact, if you get the government out of regulating healthcare, in fact, you should get the government out of everything, in my opinion, and allow people to just keep the money that they earn. You'll health- have more money to give to charity wings. Healthcare costs will also. Drop like a rock. Without the government involvement? Absolutely. Sure. Mark, other thoughts for reduce, us tonight? I could uh, reduce mine by 30 to 40%, and uh, I'd have more money to do other things. 
Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. We go to Carol, listening to WCHV in Virginia. Carol, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, good evening. Carol, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I've got a couple of burning issues. Okay. Um, the <laughs> Obamaism um, is he got like a demo system going with this uh, invasion of Somalia that What's it's okay to um, invade brown countries because although I am Caucasian, I am also American Indian, so mm-hmm. I'm a little bit of a brown skin person. Although you, if you don't see me in person, you know you probably can't tell. Right. Um, I I have that problem. I have a problem with the way that the healthcare is being uh, invaded uh, by the federal government. Sure. Um, that I've been a nurse for 37 years, and I can tell you that I started in 1972, and I've seen some crazy, crazy changes. And the the government's involvement in uh, personal choice for the American citizen. It's just totally wrong. American citizens should be able to choose their own health care. Absolutely. Now, uh, how much have you seen the regulations increase in your decades in the, the health business? Oh, my God. Let me tell you, back back in 72, people, they didn't even have, like, codes. If somebody had a heart attack, they just died because they didn't do CPR back then. Not in the local yokel hospitals anyway. Okay, so what are you, su- what are you suggesting there? In, people used to check in for like two weeks and have like a physical, and the big insurance companies pay for it. And now if you have open-heart surgery, you might be in the hospital maybe a week. So you're saying that uh, that people should be able to stay longer and that they were uh, staying? Well, actually, it's it's up to the individual physician and the guidelines that are set by the insurance company. Mm-hmm. If a person is critically ill and they don't recover at the rate that they are expected to recover, they do not put them out of the hospital, unlike some people who think they've been dumped out of the hospital, because there are certain guidelines that the hospital cannot put you out of. Um, somebody who's like 50 years old who has open-heart surgery probably will stay about a week. They'll go right from the operating room to the uh, cardiac surgical ICU. Then they um, graduate them out to a step-down cardiac unit, and then they're eventually sent home. Now, this is a younger person. Three years ago, my mother, who was 83 at the time, she's 86 now, had open-heart surgery. And because of an advanced age, although she's a very young 86 now, at 83, she was um, kept a little bit longer because she had a few more issues mm-hmm. than, say, somebody who was 50. And this gentleman who spoke earlier, uh, Mark, about the government program that takes care of people who do not have health insurance, that's called the Hill-Burton Act, and that has been around for many, many, many years. So and it is are you saying – go ahead. Anytime someone is admitted to the hospital and they truly do not have health insurance and they meet certain guidelines, the Hill-Burton Act will pay for their care. 
So are you you're an advocate of uh, of keeping government regulations and, and government control? To, to a certain extent, for the I think that if somebody is is gainfully employed and their uh, place of business wants to offer them health insurance, and those people choose to mm-hmm. choose private health insurance, I think that should be an option. Okay, this but, is the United States of America. But you believe that the government regulations have helped the healthcare business? Is that what I'm hearing you say? I, I think it 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 helps run a little tighter ship, so that everyone is treated equally. Because so you don't you believe go, that people would be you don't believe that people would help other people on their own volition that they have to be forced at the threat of violence in order to help people. I'm sorry, would you repeat that? Are you telling me that you don't believe that folks will help other people that need help on their own volition, that they need to be forced by the threat of violence in order to do so? No, sir, no. No. Well, that's what the government does with its regulations, is it says you better do this or we're going to throw you in a cage or extract uh, money from you by force. So don't you think it's possible that hospitals could take better care of people through competition in the free marketplace? Um... If you're making reference to someone being sued because they don't pay for their hospital bill? No, I don't think we're on the same level here at all. I thank you very much for the call. I appreciate your time. But uh, I'm talking about regulations, government controls, government rules and restrictions for health care providers. More on the way here. Hour number two is coming up. We can continue this conversation in moments. It's Free Talk Live. As a small business owner, you know that communication between clients and employees is essential to your company's success. Email is part of your company's DNA, but you didn't get into business to manage email. It's time to evolve with DNAmail.com. Get Microsoft Exchange-hosted email services with free activation and setup, 24-7 support, and 99.99% guaranteed uptime, all starting at $8.95 a month. DNA Mail even supports your BlackBerry and iPhone and offers a free Microsoft SharePoint Internet portal to keep everyone connected. Look, you know what it costs to set up an email system. Don't blow your budget on fighting viruses and having an IT specialist on call. Save time and money with DNAMail.com. Every standard or unlimited exchange mailbox will get a free copy of Microsoft Outlook 2007 or Entourage 2008. Call us at 800-628-3204. That's 800-628-3204. Or visit dnamail.com and join the evolution. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the program. We do a show that allows you to take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll free to 1-800-259-9231. That's 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. We were talking about health care in the first hour of the program. And toward the end of the first hour, a lady who was uh, claiming to be a nurse, I have no reason to disbelieve her there, but she uh, said she'd been a nurse for a number of decades in the United States. And she's seen a lot of changes. And at the beginning part of her call, she sounded like she was saying that she's seen changes. She's seen things get worse in the past uh, couple decades. But then toward the end of her call, she had kind of shifted her message to that she believed that the government's regulations were beneficial. And, of course, what we were talking about earlier. She said to some extent. 
What we were talking about earlier, Mark, is that uh, the government's regulations are what's killing the healthcare system. It's what's making healthcare so expensive and so difficult for people uh, to afford. And it's it's killing innovation. And of course, the more government involvement you get, as they're proposing now in D.C., the worse things will become. So we propose the so-called impossible solution of getting the government completely out of healthcare, ending all the government uh, benefit programs, the ma- the the mandates, the regulations, ending the FDA, ending it all, and allowing the the marketplace. To handle things, but one of the things that she said, and uh, the, toward the end of her call, was that she believed that government regulations encourage the medical industry to run a tighter ship. Like you know, hey, you need to do this, this, and this, and that's a good thing. And that's kind of a common misconception about government regulations. People believe that government regulations have a certain effect on businessmen. They believe that, well, without government regulations, people would build shoddy houses, and without government regulations, you'd get shoddy service if you hire a plumber, or without government regulations in healthcare, you know, people just won't get taken care of as well, because we need standards, right? Sure. I mean, who doesn't want standards? It's an illusion, though. And the reason it's an illusion is, sure, sure, those businesses do have to obey the government regulations, else they'll get in trouble and be fined, possibly thrown in cages if they don't pay a fine, uh, pay the fine. So it makes it seem like... Well, this must be good. But what really happens is the government regulations work in favor of the existing players in the system. This is what government regulations do across the board. It happens in healthcare. It happens in your local restaurant regulation uh, board. It happens in uh, the plumbers regulations board. Anywhere where there's regulations being put down on business owners, it's proposed and sold to the public as, hey, we're here to help. We're government regulators. But what they really do is they insulate those business owners from competition in that every time a new government regulation comes out, it makes it more difficult to do business. It increases the costs of doing business. Now, when you talk to government or when you talk to healthcare workers, you can ask them, how much time do you spend doing paperwork? How much time do the, the people in your office spend doing paperwork? The amount of time is tremendous. And compared to a few decades ago, it's huge. They didn't have much paperwork to do a few decades ago. The levels of bureaucracy have been piled on and piled on. And the idea of employers providing insurance, which she mentioned, um, uh, you know, it it sounds to us just the most normal thing in the world. Why wouldn't employees, why wouldn't the masters take care of their servants, um, as has been done throughout uh, the ages? Well, actually, the... It didn't used to be that way. For one, people could afford health care because it wasn't the government wasn't involved. And two, the, the what they were the the insurance programs that were offered by uh, employers were offered because of the ninety percent tax bracket that the government put on certain uh, you know after a certain level of earning they couldn't employers couldn't offer any uh, you know and money wouldn't incentivize you every dollar they offered was a dime mm-hmm. so it didn't incentivize people in the same way so they had to offer things like well. We'll give you a med- we'll give you medical care. We'll give you a, uh, dental care. We'll give you optical care. So the very fact that employers offer medical insurance in the first place, which is the reason that insurance companies are in healthcare today at all, the reason everybody hates the the medical uh, the, the medical insurance companies, they say that they've caused all the problems. No, it was the government that got them involved in the first place. They drove it's, them to business. It's the, it's the government in the first place every time. They're working together with the insurers, and they're working together with the doctor's union, the AMA. These are organizations 
that are very interested in government regulations. Sure, it makes their life more difficult, but it's worth it to them to jump through these hoops and to support these regulations in order to keep other people from getting into the business and competing and innovating. So the reality is government regulations are just a cover. They don't actually make people uh, – they don't encourage running a tighter ship like she was saying. What they do is – they do is, look like it. They, right. They create the illusion that a tighter ship is being run when in point of fact, if there was an open marketplace, a free marketplace in healthcare, the ships would be much tighter in general because you'd have more competition. When you have more competition in the marketplace, people better run a damn tight ship or else they'll be run over by the competition. And they're going to get all the customers. And and when I say competition, I mean competition. The the doctors have such an exclusive deal. The nurses, and if she was still on the line, she would probably be able to admit to this, but uh, the nurses can't do the same things the doctors can legally. They know how many of them. Many of them have the training that it takes to do some of the same procedures that a doctor does. But a doctor is legally the only one who's able to actually perform some of these things. So in a free market... And in some you, cases, the, the nurse can perform them, but a doctor has to be, to be in, there. In, in the right. ward or something. As though a nurse is less competent when a doctor is not in the wing of the hospital. It's just ludicrous. It's, it's, a, it's a guaranteed business program for the doctors. And it prevents nurses from effectively competing with doctors to bring price down. So you could be able to, in a free marketplace, go and uh, get treatment from somebody who's a specialist at doing one thing, you know, fixing a, a burn or cuts or whatever the heck it is that they, they do. They have a special specialty, you know, suturing things, whatever it is they do. Or you could have a nurse who would be willing to do something for less than a doctor would charge. She's not as well trained, perhaps, but she would be able to offer her services at a lower price. And you as a consumer would be able to take the risk and make the choice to do those things in the government regulated marketplaces. You're just not able to take those choices. You're not able to make those choices. They're not allowed to be offered in the first well, place. Well, they are sort of allowed to be offered, but you still don't get the choice. You don't get to choose whether or not you want a doctor to take care of your broken arm or a physician's assistant because, um, you know, the, the with with the way healthcare prices have been driven up by government interference, now many emergency rooms only have physician's assistants with a doctor on duty. So let's go to your phone calls. David is in Indianapolis listening to WXNT. David, you're on Free Talk Live. David? Yes, hello. Thanks for taking that call this Thank evening. You. I really appreciate it. It's you know, on one thing, I've been hearing a lot of this um, this talk about the health care and reform, and I've been listening to a lot of different sides of it, and I really don't understand a lot of it. I think most Americans don't really understand all the implications. But one thing that I don't hear a lot of, nobody's really making a, a correlation between unemployment and uh, the, the with the private sector being involved in the health insurance and um, the government taking over the health insurance. I mean, how many millions of jobs are going to be lost? We're facing a 10% unemployment rate as we speak right now. I know there's going to be job loss. And to tell you the truth, my company would love to see government uh, take over health care because they would tell me to get on the government health care and they don't have to pay for it. Yeah. So I don't think a lot of people are, are making that connection between the two because I think a lot of people are going to get out of the game if they can, a lot of companies will. And another comment I'd like to make is I don't think health care is an entitlement. I think everybody needs to listen to that that's listening around America this evening. It is not an entitlement. It is something that you work for all your life. I'm 50 years old, and I remember a time when I had a used, used to have to go to the health department. And I tell you, that's not a very pleasant uh, situation. And you see how government runs the post office to um, every, every entity that they're involved with is not ran very well. And anybody doesn't believe that Think about all the government-run programs that are not ran correctly even social security or even all medicare or medicaid <laughs> so i just i just think people need to think about that right before david they, 
before they go into this, and 55% of people don't want this. And that's the reason why. Whether they understand it fully or not, the reason they don't want it is because they can't do anything right in the first place. Right. Why I, would they want them to run this? I think that even even fewer of them would want would want it if they asked the question properly. Because um, I just took one of these polls and they asked me if I'd like to see health care reform. I answered yes because I would like to see health care reform. I just don't want the president's stinking crappy health care reform that he's offering. So you've got a real problem there. I'm answering yes, I do want health care reform. They're interpreting that as I want the president's you want program. Barack Obama's, so, yeah. so that's a real problem there. And I really I appreciate David that you brought up the sort it's, of rights theory that's involved here about entitlements. You aren't entitled to medical care. You're not entitled to an education. You're not entitled to anything that you can't provide for yourself. You're entitled to free speech because you can speak. You're entitled to whatever religion you want because it's your religion. You're not entitled to something that another person has to provide for you. David, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That phone call that you got, Mark, that poll is an example of how the debate is so totally dumbed down that you're either on one side or the other. But what about us, Mark? We're not on either of those sides. We want freedom. And nobody in Washington, D.C., Republican or Democrat, is proposing that idea. It's Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show to take control of if you choose it. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And if you're frustrated with the lack of freedom where you live and are tired of the oppressive state intruding into your business and personal life, well, what if you found out that thousands of liberty-loving people were all moving to the same place and getting active to achieve liberty in their lifetime? Would you want to join them? You can. Just go to freestateproject.org and join the Free State Project. FreeStateProject.org. That's why Mark and I moved here to New Hampshire from Florida. Uh, After being born and raised in Florida, we moved here in 2006, and it sure has been a lot of fun so far. And we're just on the beginning cusp of what is promising and, and turning into, I think, the most exciting activist opportunity out there, for those that love freedom, that is. Well, for anybody who wants to see smaller government. All right, uh, so freestateproject.org, our number here, 800-259-9231. Also want to invite you to our website. Lots of features there. They're all free, including the Shrine of Female Listeners at shrine.freetalklive.com. As we continue with your phone calls and go to Gene, the Christian anarchist, on the amp line. Hello, Gene. Gene? Sound phone? like myself. Gene? Hello? Are you there? Yes, sir. Go for it. Think we're having Later, trouble? Huh? Think we're having trouble with Gene. Yeah. Gene, let's put him back on hold and try somebody else. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one cell phones. They sure can be tricky. Let's go instead to. I believe we have Larry listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. Larry, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi, Ian and Mark. You yeah. know, I, I just find it so so sickening that we are arguing about how much dope we can get and how many times we can have our body mutilated when they're shipping our jobs out and bringing in foreigners to do the jobs that they claim we won't do, the next thing will be the jobs that we're too sick to do because everybody's going to be under uh, doctor's care. So that's just a sham. But here's how we're losing our liberties here in Indianapolis. Okay. They have, uh, Indiana, they are passing a law now. You know you got the sex texting, right? 
The what? Sex texting? Sexting? That's right. Yes, sir. Sexting. It's, uh, it's the hip new thing with, uh, with the teenagers because yeah, every teenager has a cell kids. phone, and so they take pictures of themselves uh, naked mm-hmm. or half-naked or uh, in bra and panties or whatever underwear, and they mm-hmm. send them to their friends, and their friends send them to their friends, and uh, what about it? Now, what they're doing now in our high schools and at the malls is sending people out into the high schools and see how many of these iPhones that they have coming into their school on a daily basis. Then they target the kids with the iPhones. They may catch them in between a class or something and say, come on over here, we want to search your iPhone. Oh, gosh. And if they find any images on there that could be confirmed as uh, pornography, then they get to go for counseling first, and then if they get caught again, it's automatically sex offenders list oh. plus whatever prosecution that the statute books already provide for. It's so sick. That is so sick. And it's just, I mean, they create these uh, statues, then they uh, get... The, the weakest, most vulnerable kids, people oh. in our society that cannot conform to them. Because, you know, Mark and Ann, if you have a child that goes to the Internet and he types in three X's, he can get any kind of pornography he wants. You better believe anytime. it. So let me tell you, it they, people are so sick. You know, the sex texting, I know a lot of grown people that do it, but they're targeting kids in high school yep. and at the malls. Yeah, well, they're easy targets, right? I mean, yeah, kids don't kids, kids don't know their rights, and when they're on the high school campus, or they might even be middle schoolers, but when they're on uh, school campus, they have even fewer rights because the government just doesn't give a damn about the right to free speech and that sort of thing, the right to privacy uh, on campus. They'll basically tell you that you're leaving your rights at the door. Uh, and if they do I, tell you that. And I imagine that if you were to, for instance, have a, a passcode, like if you were to grab my BlackBerry from me right now, you wouldn't be able to get into it because I've got a, a little lock code on mm-hmm. the front that you have to know. And I bet you the kids, if they uh, say, well, I'm not putting in my lock code, they'll have their iPhone stolen. They'll, have, they'll take the iPhone, and then they'll have to explain to their parents why the iPhone was taken. Well, I'd rather have that happen. Up right there. So, uh, you know... We, I we would I would approach that because because if I were in government high school, hopefully I would have parents that understood freedom and, and liberty, or certainly if I had a young person in government high school, which I wouldn't do because I would never put my kids in government school, but nonetheless, if I were in a situation like that, I would encourage my uh, my child to uh, to just keep their phone locked, and then when I come in as the parent, I'll take their damn phone back, and I'll tell the principal to go shove it up his butt. Well, then you're going to be targeted. But oh, I'll that's fine. Like I'm say, used to it. We're, we're arguing about... Uh, how much dope we can get and how many times we can have our body mutilated and be under doctor's care. And it, it is just a sickening scenario. It's Thanks, really Larry, sickening. for the call. Always appreciate hearing from you. I don't agree, of course, on the uh, the complaints about foreigners coming here and working. I think anybody should be able to come here and make a better life for themselves if that's what they want. I don't think people should be mooching off the system. Heck no. Whoever they are. I don't care if they were born here or they moved here. Right. It, uh, seems, it seems to me that it's the, it's the ones that, uh, you know, that, that we allow to come and, uh, you know, our own citizens who are the experts at mooching off the system. Not, but I... I do share Larry's concerns about the uh, the, the the sexting thing because yep. look, hey, they're teenagers, hormones running wild. Yeah, I can and tell you, I interested. looked at naked pictures of yeah. girls when I was a teenager. As a matter of fact, apparently I you remember, needed counseling, Mark, and a sex offense as early as I you know I I think we were I was like six. Um, some older boy elementary school for sure. Yeah, find some. Pick some picture book, and you know it wasn't the fancy stuff that you get to these days. I remember sliding the Playboy underneath the bus seats 
on the school bus. That way you weren't passing it over the top so yeah. the bus driver could see. So you'd put it in a bag, a backpack, and you'd slide it underneath to your buddies in the back of the bus. That way everybody got to see the nudie pics. That was what we were doing in elementary school. Apparently we needed counseling. And, and that's, that's uh, the gifted effects. school. No, I didn't go to that uh, until middle school. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm really I am also concerned with Larry on this because it seems to me that teenagers are always going to be interested in uh, the opposite sex or if they're homosexual and the same sex. They're humans are interested in other naked humans. Absolutely. It's It's just just the way it is. Yeah, exactly. And to pretend that it should be some other way is twisted. That's fine. If you want it to to be some other way and if that's your religion or whatever, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. It's the ruining someone's life over it part that really yeah. stinks. It's it's going to be embarrassing enough to just, if your son takes a picture of his penis and puts it online uh, for, for other kids to see, that's going to be embarrassing enough on its own. You don't need to charge the guy with a sex offense for doing something like that. And I don't know how many uh, boys are getting charged versus girls are getting charged. I, I can only the, imagine that the males are bearing the brunt of this. Um, oh, I don't know. I imagine the, the girls are under high pressure to uh, to take their clothes off and, and be photographed. So I'm not sure. I'm not in the culture. I'm not. However, they've they, they've charged young men for possession of child porn for having pictures of girls that the same yeah. ages. So I, I mean, it, I I'm of the opinion that uh, it, generally when it comes to sexual anything, that the boys wear the wear the uh, the brunt of it. But you know. Maybe I'm a sexist. Do you, do you disagree with Larry? Are you in favor of these sexting regulations? I mean, obviously, there must be somebody out there that favors this, right? I mean, th- those politicians have to be pandering to some sort of some repressive, twisted uh, element out there that is very interested in restricting uh, young people when it comes to their sexual explorations of one another. And the more restrictive you get, the more cracking down you do, the, it's just going to go more underground. You think you can stop teenagers from experimenting? Right. Do you think you young, can stop young them? Young people of every generation that's alive today have been sneaking off and touching each other in their special spots for as long as they possibly could. And, you know, leave these kids alone. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Of course, Talk to your kid and instill the morals that you want in your kid. Right. Please don't threaten them with hell. Don't leave it to the government school to do it. More on the way. And of course, government schools are the real problem here. It's Free Talk Live. You take control. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing toll-free to 800-259-9231. That's the Sickle CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. We've got archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show... You can download them right there from the front page of the website, going back for an entire year free at freetalklive.com. Audiblepodcast.com offers over 60,000 downloadable audiobooks, magazines, and radio shows for your iPod or MP3 player. You can go over there and try one out by downloading a free audiobook today at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. If you don't go to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL, you don't get the free book. They've got the new ones over there, including the Dan Brown's new release that came out this week, and old ones like Atlas Shrugged. It's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL for a free audiobook. All right, we continue taking your phone calls about what you want. We go to Gerard, listening to WTKG in Grand Rapids. Gerard, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Gerard? 
You're on the air. Yeah. Um, my dad was a member of the Socialist Labor Party from, like, 1956 to 1970, probably 1980. Well, he did a pretty good job. You guys took over. Huh? He did a pretty good job. You guys took over. The Socialists, that is. Well, he believed that the workers should have control over everything, the schools, the railroads, the industry, and and he believed that uh, you wouldn't have this problem that you have today. Um, the workers would have everything. They'd now, how would that work exactly, Gerard? May, may, I ask, other, huh? may I ask you how that would work? You're saying the workers should have control. So does that mean that... Essentially, let's say that I'm a business owner. I've got 25 employees um, running a candy store. You're saying that the government would come in and essentially remove my control over my own business, which I've no, spent money. No, we would have no government. We'd have no ruling class. You oh, so have, how would the workers the get control? Class would be abolished. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, but point of information. How would the workers get control? What I want to know is, if we were going to Gerard's dad's world, or your world, whichever one, uh, where the workers are in control of everything, how do we get from here to there? Let's, let's use my candy well, store example. the system would have to totally collapse, and the workers would take over. Well, but my candy store is running pretty effectively, and uh, we're running profitably. My uh, workers are getting paid. People are getting the candy they're looking for. So how is that? How is my system in the candy store going to collapse? Well, it's starting to collapse right now, really. No, my system's okay. Everybody still wants candy, even a down economy. I mean, everybody's got a sweet tooth, so they're buying my candy. Everything's okay. Uh, We're doing fine. Business might be down slightly, but we're still getting the bills paid. All the employees are taking home paychecks. I guess I'm just wondering, how is it that it's going to switch? It seems like it's a little fantasy idea. I'm fine with, uh, if you want to go and invest. Hey, hang on, Gerard. If you and your buddies want to go and invest in a worker-owned business, a co-op of some sort, that's fine. I have no objection to that. But are you saying that I, as a business owner who has employees, should have my uh, my my ownership of my own business subsumed by my employees in some fashion? Pretty much. How yeah. is that going to work? Can you explain that to me? Well, you know, it's it's like uh, it's like ants on a watermelon. Everybody shares what's produced amongst each other, you know. Well, you know, one of the problems with that, Gerard... You know they're not going to eat it all. You're still not answering my question. I I get where you're coming from, um, Gerard, but the thing is, is if a business owner or the management or whatever, they often have a larger stake in the risk. I paid for the building. Right. You know, like, if I run a factory, I paid for the factory. I, I, you know, I'm taking all the risk. It's my life savings that is on the line. Not the guy who comes in and and works from 9 to 5 and then goes home. I've already compensated him for his time. He's got a monopoly on his labor, and he can decide to take that labor elsewhere if he wishes. Well, you know, under what my dad believed, he believed that um, everyone can live happily with with what they produce for each other. That's great. Is, that it ha- sounds- is it possible that your dad was wrong? Well, wait. I want to know what you believe, Gerard. Can we talk about what Gerard believes? Because you're the one on the phone with us. I believe the same thing. You believe the same thing. So you still haven't answered my question. I just am looking for a, a realistic uh, suggestion as to how what you want to see happen will be accomplished. I own my candy store. It's my store. I've put... 
a, a few hundred thousand dollars into the store and renovating it and, and hiring employees. And well, how is it going to be that the employees get control of what is mine? And once they once they do get in control, how what's going to stop them from making their position more cushy, giving themselves raises for doing nothing? I'm not concerned about that. I want to know well, from Gerard how they're going to get control of my store. There will be no currency. You know, there's going to be huh? there, there's going to be no currency. How is that going to happen? Well, Take me through the steps. Everyone would produce for each other. They're, they're, they're gonna I am producing. I'm producing candy. I will, oh, Gerard, I'm producing candy, and people are coming and giving me things. Maybe I agree that uh, the monetary system sucks in the United States. It's the Federal Reserve System, and it's awful, and we need to get to a value-backed currency offered by a marketplace entities, but that's not what you're proposing. You're proposing getting rid of money. You're proposing getting rid of a medium of exchange entirely. Isn't that right? Um, I'm talking about, I guess I'm a Marxist, I'm talking about a true democracy. Uh, uh, You're talking about a, a fantasy that goes against human nature is what, I, what talking, seems to me. I guess I'm talking about a utopia is what I'm trying to yeah. tell you. Like heaven. Um, and it's nice, and, and you know, heaven's a great idea, and I hope we all get there. However, um, the, the basically, the but, idea here you know, is... That's, that, what, that's where we're headed, but no, I... No, no, Gerard, we're not. See, no. here's, here's not the problem with your theory, um, Gerard, is in the candy store situation, for the workers to take over, they've got to use violence to steal the owner's store. Well, if they don't use violence, then they're not going to get it because the owner continues to own it. So to I get hope the it store, don't happen that way. We how don't else are they going to get it, Gerard? That way. That's the only way you can take. The, the only way for people who didn't work for and earn something to get something is, is to, to steal it. it. And the only way for them to steal it uh, from somebody who's on duty is to use violence. And whether they use the violence of the government or just plain old violence like they did in the Bolshevik Revolution, it's still violence. And that's the problem with socialism. Socialism says, you got stuff, it's not fair you got it, and we want it, and we're going to take it. That's socialism, Gerard. Any well, other thoughts, sir? kind of what we don't want, but... But well, that's how you, it plays out. People to give. Way, I guess it does. But what you're right. wanting, what you're wanting, Gerard, is everybody to come to the same conclusion that you have and about that's never socialism. Never happened and never will. People are different. They're going to continue being different. Well, and here's my solution for you, Gerard. How about this? How about we have a free marketplace where people who want to engage in communal ownership can engage in communal ownership. Maybe that is the best way to run something. I don't know. I don't think it is personally, but maybe it is. Maybe you can prove to us that that's the best way to do things. Let's have a free marketplace where if you want to have a commune or you want to have a communally run uh, candy store, you can do that. Get together with the other people that you want to get together with and go out there and provide that product in the marketplace while I can compete with you running in the, my management style and my ownership style in the way that I think is best. Thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I've got nothing against good employees. I believe if you want to keep good employees, You've got you to have to compensate them, and you have to compensate them well, because somebody else out there will, will do it better than you. And that's how the marketplace works. Everyone has a monopoly, and they have a monopoly over their own brain and their own body, and they get to decide how they spend that. There's The workers are not obligated to come to the factory or the candy store every day. They choose to do that. They get in their car and they go. If they want to start their own business and put their own capital at risk that they saved themselves, well, that's their choice. The great thing about the free market is it's not a utopia. 
I mean, some might accuse us of being utopian about the idea of a free market, and it may be very difficult to achieve, but it's not utopia. Because in the free market, there are still going to be problems. There are still going to be uh, people hurting other people. It will be lessened because you won't have institutionalized violence in the form of a monopolized government. But it's not a utopia. The free market is just the best way to solve problems. There will still be problems. But to get to the free market would require people uh, coming to the conclusion that government isn't a beneficial idea and that uh, government is dangerous, it is force. And that's, that's, it's no easy task. There's no doubt about that. I think it's a little more achievable than some socialist utopia a fantasy that involves the disappearance of a medium of exchange, something that human beings have been using for thousands of years. Right. Money's been around as long as people have been able to ch- trade things. Governments, on the other hand, go away over time. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Across the sands of time, from the lands of Abraham to the lands of Julius Caesar, the metals of the earth were forged into the coin of the realm. Now you can own a piece of history with affordable ancient coins from the Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine eras. Guaranteed authentic by Janus Numismatics. Transport yourself to the distant past at ZeusCoin.com. That's ZeusCoin.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the program. You can dial in and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. That is amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link... We'll get a percentage of your purchase. You know Amazon, they're the world's largest internet retailer selling pretty much whatever you can imagine. They've got dozens of categories, even used items. If you're looking for it, odds are good, they carry it, and it'll probably be at a pretty good price, including free Super Saver shipping on a lot of their brand new items. Get your shopping done and help Free Talk Live all at the same time by shopping through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Let's continue with your phone calls about what you want. Claire is on the line listening to WXNT. Ladies first, Claire, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, thank you. Hello. Hi. What's on your mind um, tonight, Claire? Well, I'm listening um, to the callers, the previous callers. I had an epiphany. Okay. But let me preface that with saying I live in Indianapolis, and there's a state-run hospital called Wishard, and it's pretty fantastic. If you make less than a certain amount, um, you go see a doctor for $10. Uh, cop- it's called a copay. Um, whatever medicine you get. $5, no matter what it is. Um, but I think I have a possible solution that might make sense. Okay, sure. Um, that is, people who have a job, a pretty good job or a very good job, with a company that has health insurance, okay, they're covered. People who are pretty much indigent, they're covered by programs like the hospital here, Wishard. And I think the only people or group groups of people who should be affected or should be considered for any kind of government health benefits, control, whatever you want to call it, would be, number one, people who um, work a job but their company doesn't offer health insurance unless they're making um, a tremendous amount of money or over a certain amount of money. I see where you're coming from, Claire. Don't you think it's possible, though, to help people without stealing? I'm not sure exactly 
Well, what you're telling me here is you think certain people should get government help with health care. And what I had mentioned earlier is that I think it's better when people get to decide for themselves how to spend their money in the free marketplace, which we don't have, which we would have if the government would get the hell out. Uh, but but I think that uh, charities would, would be happily picking up the ball for people that actually needed the help that you're talking about. You're saying this one hospital, the Wishard Hospital, is uh, is run by the state. Isn't it possible that such a organization could be wonderfully run by, you know, the Salvation Army or some other uh, United Way organization or some sort of charitable group? I think so, but I have a feeling it's not just the state. I'm, I'm sure that many people um, put into that, you know, Okay, Maybe so I'm sorry, I was going by what you told me. You had told me it was the state, so you're saying it may well, be a charity slash the state, who knows. But what I'm telling you is the state can't do anything. It can't, the state cannot spend money it hasn't first stolen from people. Uh, it doesn't so, produce anything. Right. People produce the government steals. Well, so, and yeah, if you take a look, Claire, if you look at the uh, the overhead on welfare programs compared to private charities that help people, the overhead is is like a reverse picture. In a government program, the overhead is you know 60, 70, 80%. In a private charity, the overhead is 10, 20, 30%. So, you've got a completely different picture where in a private charity, the money that you donate to that charity is actually being funneled to the people who actually need it. Whereas in the government program, most of the money that's being stolen from you to pay for their program is going to fund the lives, the lifestyles of the middle class bureaucrats that run the program. Does that make sense to you? Yep, yep, yep. Too much bureaucracy. Too many middlemen. Sounds lots like we're on the same page. I thank you for the call tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. People can get help when they need it in the absence of the state. Yep. They did before the state was taking control of these things. And in as fact, nice healthcare as the people, was much cheaper. And as nice as the people are in the offices of the doctors and the offices of the insurance companies and the offices of the government that that push all the paper around that uh, you know it seems to that, that that is a part of our medical system today those people aren't healing anyone and they're really just getting in the, uh, they're, they're just they're just make work jobs moving paper around in order to get paid people should pay for their health care and that's the right system that's where you're going to see the lowest prices the best competition the best innovation and that's what's going to work it's not going to be nearly as expensive as it is today because we have layers upon layers of bureaucracy involved and um, inside of that bureaucracy doctors are waiting a long time to get paid uh, people uh, don't respond in the way that they're supposed to as far as uh, you know going to the doctor they'll go for the sniffles because well you know I've got I work for the government I've got a great health care system uh, you know all I have to do is uh, is pay a five dollar copay and I can go anytime I want so they do let's continue with your calls about what you want Bill is listening to WXNT in Indianapolis Bill you're on free talk live okay. with Ina Mark. Hey, guys, you guys are going to have to help me out tonight. Usually I agree with you, but now I think I'm in trouble because Uh I know you guys are eminently logical, so help me through it. Okay, give it to me. Why do the kids at school up until, I don't know, put an age restriction on it, say anybody up until before they graduate high school, why do they need cell phones in the classroom at all? I I don't uh, you know some people may want their cell phones for different reasons, and I think that... uh, I think that if in a free market, if you didn't have government school, 
um, that you would probably see a bunch of different choices there. Some schools would, you know, the, the sort of liberal schools would say, oh, kids can have their cell phones, they can do whatever they want with them, and we'd see how that worked. And um, the, the, the military schools would say, if it puts a bulge in your uniform, you can't have it, son. <laughs> and they'd, uh, you know, they'd, they'd spit in the kid's eye when they told him. Uh, and, you know, then they'd have a whole bunch of schools yes. in between um, where, you know, some schools would require you to bring your cell phone, you know, the, the nerdy geeky school where all the kids, uh, you know, have a laptop and Absolutely. Uh, whatever. You need a pocket protector, too. Right. You'd, you'd have to, uh, the, there would be a, just a big variety of you what makes be, sense and what doesn't. Right. You may so, be able to allow a cell phone, but have it turned off in class or something. I don't like know that. what the best solution is. But the marketplace does, and choice is what it's all about. Right. Maybe I'm a parent that believes that uh, a, a student is best armed with a cell phone and getting more, more involved in technology and understanding these things and being on the cutting edge. And I don't see any reason that my child shouldn't be allowed to do what I want them to do. Or maybe you just want Johnny to be able to call you after the day is over and let you know where he's going uh, you know, with his friends well, or something can, like okay. that. At that point, I would say they can keep them either in their locker and do it in between classes. And, and or, I would say that uh, you should be able to be... I would say, Bill, that now, as hold a parent, on. <laughs> Bill, I, I had a government school. Uh, I went to the government school from eighth, ninth, or excuse me, ninth, tenth, and eleventh grade, um, twelfth grade. And the, if they wanted to get the locks off, the, the, you could only use the school's lock um, because they wanted to be able to get into your locker mm-hmm. if they wanted to. And then the the thugs would come along and they could knock those cheap school locks off with just a stick. They just knock them right off. And okay. so, um, if you don't that way. Okay, keep them, out, keep them out of their car. This, they, all, all you the, can but, have that, uh, When Bill. I was a freshman, I didn't have a car. Bill, you can, you can have that if you have a free market in schools. Parents well, that don't want their... The, who said that government-run government schools are supposed to be free marketed? Who said that? You can't have a government-run school right. that's free The problem market. is government-run school, Bill. So, so maybe we're not... Oh, con- I think that's wonderful. R- government-run school, I think, is wonderful. No, you don't. It's really? A, sure. It's a choice. If you if you want to send your child no, to government-run school, you you have the parents have to decide that. Sure, but that, it's, it's not stealing. It's right. not a choice. In my town, um, it's eighty percent of the budget, so that means eighty percent of my property tax that they extract from me at the threat of throwing me and my family out on the street if I don't pay is in order to run their socialist indoctrination center where they tell me how my kid is going to learn. And I Just think don't that's put a your crappy. Kid in that school. No, no, that doesn't Bill, solve the problem. They take my money from me and threaten to throw my family out. It's not. It's not about where I want to put, put my kid in school. It's about whether or not I want to fund their socialist indoctrination center. Oh, well, I agree. I wouldn't like to fund it either, but I do. I have to. You're sure. They'll take your house. They're threatening well, you. So then you would agree with us, Bill, that well, there think. should be no government-run schools, so each parent, each individual can keep the money they earn and then decide where to send their kids, whether they want to send their kid to a school that allows cell phones or a school that disallows them or something in between. They would have that choice if we oh, had I a free market yeah. in schools. Does that oh, make sense? Right. Yeah, that makes sense. That's makes sense. So I just get – I get – I'm, I'm – I'm, I'm being confiscated by the government. You know, the money. I, I know your story, like you always say, at gunpoint. I, I, I resent. The part that I resent is, I don't. in a way, I don't mind government schools, but... Oh, again, I, I do. Guess that, I, guess I mind them big time. I mind them, the, I mind them because of what they are doing, and they're teaching kids that government is great, and government is valuable, and government is good. They're indoctrinating them, and I mind it big time. But like you, I can't stop paying for them, because if I do, I'll, be, I'll have my house stolen Not from to me. mention Thank that you, literacy, for the call. literacy rates have dropped year after year after year. Since uh, Thomas Jefferson's times, um, they've, they've dropped. So uh, the fact is, the government is, uh, you know, now we're talking about functional literacy rates of like 20%, uh, 
you know, the people that can't read the like twenty percent. Quit rushing me. You're making me stop. I have to rush you. We've got a giveaway to do. We've got a, a Toto Sack two pack to give away here, and I want to do it this hour. So if you've been hearing us talk about the Toto Sack, it's a one hundred percent recycled material, so strong it is made des- uh, designed to simplify all kinds of carrying tasks. This is going to help you bring the groceries back in from the car in one trip. You can hang so many groceries on this far more than you could possibly hang on your hands. Uh, it's a convenient little tool. I've been using it here at the house. Mark, you and your wife have been using it as well. I love mine. Get yourself a two-pack of Tota Sacks. You can buy them over at totasack.com, T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com. You can also get a family pack there. But if you're caller number two at 603-435-1105, it'll be yours. 603-435-1105. More coming up. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Continuing with your calls about what you want. It's Matt in South Carolina listening to WSC. FM. Hello, Matt. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, doing, guys? Uh, Super. Your show, you uh, definitely doing out there good. Um, I was calling in regards to uh, the sex texting call you guys had earlier. Sexting, yes. Um, the teens that are taking pictures of themselves in either nude or semi-nude positions and texting them to one another. Uh, it's a, apparently creating quite, quite a brouhaha. Go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, um, well, I was hope- hopefully thinking that you guys weren't for that. Um, I don't know. For like what? Just, for sexting? For, yes. Well, I'm not against it. I, I think that uh, teenagers uh, should not be charged with sex crimes for taking nude pictures of themselves. Do you think that should be the case? Um, I don't think they should be charged with crimes, but um, as far as like schools, uh, I was listening to your last call. And uh, I definitely agree with you guys when you're talking about the the taxes and say, all right, I want my kid to go to this school, and it would make, you know, like I can choose where my money's going. Absolutely. Right, I I agree with that. And it goes to regards, like I'm kind of half drawn with you guys on should the the school be coming in and taking their phones? No, because in this day and age, what I want my daughter when she grows up to have her phone on her so we can get in touch, you know, I would want that, yeah. Um, but I wouldn't want, and not to say that you know teenagers or young adults they have to face what's the, in the real world and um, make decisions um, on yeah. what I've taught her or what my 
my wife has taught her. And if you have um, a free but, market in education, you get to have those choices. And if those choices aren't available in the marketplace, then you could start your own school and you could have the rules that you wanted to. So, for instance, I might want a school that will allow my, uh, my son or daughter to have a cell phone, but will disallow them from using it while they're in class. You know, I don't want them sitting in the back of the class yakking it up on their phone when they're supposed to be paying attention, obviously. And I think most parents would probably come, I think you, you would probably at least agree with me on that, don't you think? Oh, oh I would definitely agree with it. I think the problem where we run into about allowing, saying it's okay for our teens to do this, is that say that um, I'm a grown man and um, I'm at work. I'm actually in the military. I'm at work and they sorry say, about that. They, they tell me to give the phone over, and I have images on my phone mm. um, of naked women or something like that. Mm-hmm. I could get in trouble for that, or say. I had kid, naked kids on there, like, because I'm sure, like, if they have it on their phones, what's next? They're going to have it on the internet, and who knows who's on the internet? Like, that's that's my scary. That's what I'm thinking. So, of. If what I'm what I'm hearing you say, Matt, is that you're concerned for the welfare of young people because you believe that them taking pictures of themselves in uh, nude, compromising positions could somehow endanger them on the internet. I believe so. I believe that it also can lead to. I mean, how does how how do you, how does um, poor, you know you you see a child pornographers getting arrested and stuff like that? How do they get to get to that point? Saying, "Ooh, I'm going to look at well, kids." Now you've well, you I imagine they were. It's 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 a nature versus nurture argument there. Whether or not they were born twisted and perverted, or they they ended up that way. Um, you know, right. there's there's some people that will make the argument that because these guys can't, uh, you know, don't in, don't get sex the same way that, you know, your average guy does, that it it drives them a little nuts. So one might make the argument that in fact that because prostitution is illegal, that these guys have been driven insane. Um, Maybe true. At least some of them. But some of them uh, would also argue that they were uh, they always were attracted to very young people. But let, you're opening a, a very big box here, and I don't know if it's Pandora's box, but it's a big one, uh, because right. the, the term child pornography is much wider cutting than it should be. Right. Child pornography, when you hear the stories in the news about child pornography, they can mean several things. They can actually mean a child, meaning someone, in my opinion, who is pre-puberty, who is being uh-huh. uh, molested on video camera, being uh, sexualized in a, in a way that is inappropriate and, and unwanted on video camera, whereas it can also mean, and I think that should be the definition of child pornography, it can also mean a couple of parents who took a picture of their three-year-old in the bathtub, took it to, you know, the, the photo developer. This just happened just a couple weeks ago. It happens all the time. They There's always it. some cop, uh, you know, arresting somebody, some, some actually a police department arresting somebody for taking naked pictures of their kid. So there's that, and then there's the other side of the spectrum where it's teenagers that are taking pictures of themselves or engaging in some sort of uh, consensual sexual acts on video or film that is also being called child pornography. And they're might... arresting the kids for child porn of yeah. themselves, now, which is crazy. Crazy. Not to mention to throw in there that uh, you know they've arrested people for Bart Simpson porn. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's that. Just yeah. drawings. So, what so, do you think? I mean, do you do you do you agree with me that 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 neither of that not all three of those things are child porn? That it's only actual children being molested on camera that are that are child porn? Um, I would say who whose eyes are going upon it? Like say like say I would say like if I have a picture of my newborn daughter, like she was just delivered, 
and mm-hmm. I have a picture of that and I go get it developed, I say that is, that's not, like, I'm looking, I'm saving that for memories. I'm saying that if someone is searching out for the Internet looking for, uh, and I don't know exactly how, you know, the law or whatever it states, but if he's looking out for little girls and boys that are just naked and they get off on that, well, I would say see, that would be wrong. Here you go again. Now, the fact is we've we've had people call in that claim to be pedophiles, and they say if they can't find pictures like you're talking about, and by the way, I've got a young son. My wife likes the, you know, likes the idea of taking pictures of him in the bathtub. I go through and erase every one of them because, <laughs> oh, because yeah. the, the fact is there's some sick man out there with a badge on that will try to arrest me for this crap, some sick person that will use these laws against. Uh, against me and my family. That's the sick part of this. Well, and in fact, yeah, if somebody yeah. goes online and looks at naked pictures of kids and gets off on it, it's happening in their mind. Those kids were not exploited. What I'm hearing you say, Matt, is that you're concerned that not with the parents taking pictures of their their newborns or their one or two or three-year-olds in the bathtub. You're concerned with the person who might somehow get their hands on that, like a pervy uncle or something like that who's uh, sick and twisted uh, and interested exactly. in that sort of thing. But should that be criminal? Should it be criminal for the uh, the pervy, uh, pervy uncle to just imagine those things? Um. That's a good question. Like, I mean, that's a very good question. I guess you can argue that he wouldn't be a criminal until he acted out upon those. That would be right. my or, argument. There has to be a victim in order for there to be a crime. Right. A thought crime. Thought crimes are a very disturbing uh, area sure. to go, uh, road to go that down. That same pervert can look at the Sears catalog, or he can go to the mall. Absolutely right. But, but I can I can definitely tell you this, guys. Like, if if that person does not, you know, you know, you talked about counseling before, like. You know, like, should the government step in and say, oh, you're you're messed up and twisted, you're going to counseling, and next time I see this, you're going, I don't know, you're put on this list, you're getting arrested. Uh, no, I don't, you know. But I think there is a very fine line in our society. Like, if we, if, like, people have that attitude as far as, like, they have a sick, twisted mind like that and they don't receive help, I think it's a matter of They don't of get help anyway, though, Matt. You're not we've had know. sex offenders since we've had a country, and we still don't have sex offender counseling. I was in prison in Florida for nine years. I can tell you, they just put these perverts out in population, and honestly, they hope that they get beaten to death. That's what they're hoping for. Um, and yeah. they're, they're not counseling anyone. The government doesn't know how to counsel anyone on uh, sex offenses, and, and I'm not sure I, I would say that if you did have that problem that a psychologist or psychiatrist would be the best best way to go i don't know if they can cure those things i have no idea but i can tell you the government simply cannot let me rewind quickly back to the issue of teenagers and them taking photos of themselves uh let's let's come to the conclusion here that they're going to do it whether you want them to or not right matt i mean they're going to do it because they're horny they're kids i I would i would would say yes i mean like i would say like 99 percent of them would i would hope that the teachings, like, I, I guess I'm, I, it got me riled up because I thought about my little eight-month daughter growing up and saying, no, she would never do that. But It's, <laughs> it's yeah, offensive reality, as heck. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not. Yep. It's she's going to say she, right, she's right. going to say she won't do it, but then when she's got her boyfriend who wants her to, who wants her to, who wants her to, she'll probably give in and do something like that. And if she, if it does well, happen hope, like that, and thank I you for the call, I, sir. I, we're out of time for, for you, but we got to move on. More coming up here. If she does do it, it's not the end of the world. It's just another nudie pick on the Internet. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. 
Dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. We have a wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com. Get interactive. It's free, of course. wiki.freetalklive.com. The Millionaire Patriot says it's time for you and your family to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides just such training without any of the boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. You can secure a Front Sight defensive handgun course today, plus the corresponding 30-state concealed weapons permit that you get as a result, and you get a free handgun with the course. Go to FrontSight.com today. That's F-R-O-N-T-S-I-G-H-T dot com. We continue taking your phone calls about what you want. We'll go to Dennis in New Hampshire on the amp line. Dennis, you're on Free Talk Live. This is the Christian Anarchist. Actually, it's Gene, the Christian Anarchist. We'll go with you then, sir. Okay. Hey, I wanted to talk about health care as a right. Okay, go for it. Because uh, obviously health care is a service. It's, uh, it's in the service industry. And I think people need to realize that there is no such thing as a service that's a right, no more than you can get your car serviced for free. You certainly shouldn't be able to get health care for free. And um, I've uh, mentioned in the past that we are in that industry. And you, yes. if somebody wants their car fixed for free, they would then have to get somebody who is a provider of that service to provide it for free. That's what it boils down to. And I've never met a car technician who would be willing to work for less than, you know, usually about 60 bucks an hour. Right. And um, since we're in the healthcare industry, we provide uh, the best service in this area, I believe. I don't believe that, uh, that we're providing a substandard service because uh, a great deal of the uh, Doctors and the health staff are patients of my wife. So I, I think that stands as a pretty good indicator that we're providing good service. Now, we're providing good service because we're tr- we care about the, uh, about, the, uh, uh, about the business. We wind up working late hours. We wind up working on weekends. We wind up working, uh, you know, getting up at 530 in the morning sometimes. In fact, my wife gets up at 5:30 in the morning almost every day. But Gene, if I but Gene, it's my understanding your wife is a doctor. If I decide that I want a right to I have a right to health care and I demand that she show up uh to work and so I can come in and get my health care for free. What's your wife going to do? Well, of course, eventually if you force too much charity, so to speak, out of people, they eventually uh decide that their hard work is not paying off and they quit providing hard work, and this is what you see when you have a socialized program, is the the doctors don't bother to provide a good service anymore. In fact, you have a tough time getting the best doctors because they're not going to be compensated commensurate with their value in the marketplace because there'll be no way to measure that because the government will be running the system. So all of the the prices, the amounts that the doctors get paid is completely arbitrarily set by a bunch of government bureaucrats instead of the marketplace between buyers and sellers uh, coming to an agreement. That'll all be out the window. I would like to point out that the regulations now that are put on health care providers already force providers 
in most industry in, in most of the uh, uh, specialties to provide free care uh, out of their own pocket. In other words, they have what's called a call system, and if you have privileges at a hospital, and some doctors don't have privileges at a hospital, but if you have privileges at a hospital, you're put on a call schedule. And when you're on call for that 24 hours, whatever patient comes in that needs services for your specialty, you are bound uh, to see them. And if they have insurance or if they have the means to pay you, you will get paid. If they don't have insurance and don't have the means to pay you, you will not get paid. Hmm. And so basically you provide free services out of uh, out of a threat of force, basically. In other words, if you don't see them, they will uh, remove your ability to practice medicine. Yeah, sure. So, wow. But but the, you know the, what it what it still incentivizes a doctor to do is provide superior service to somebody who you know gives the right information, uh, you know the, their their insurance and all that other stuff, and it incentivizes them to provide inferior service to those that don't. And I think that that's it's sad um, because those those doctors are being threatened. And they may or may not choose to provide good service, but I can tell you that under that circumstance, I would probably not feel necessarily like I want to provide the best service because of the threat. What about under the circumstances? I remember we had a doctor call us about this before where he was telling us that he has a free day where he's essentially promoting that if you can't afford health care services, you come in on this one day and he and other doctors get together and they do this because, hey. Doctors actually care about they do. people. Uh, they get together and they offer a free day where people can come in and they can get taken care of on the house. And we can and, do it without all the violence and right. threats. And when they're doing it on their own, then they do have an interest in helping because they aren't being threatened. They aren't being uh, coerced. They're doing it from the uh, their own goodness of their own hearts. And so, of course, they're going to be motivated to help in those particular cases. Does your wife uh, do any voluntary uh, charitable things? Um. Basically, the charitable things are when she gets a patient who is not insured, and that does happen uh, uh, on a more and more frequent basis. But um, the the idea that uh, doctors will help out and uh, provide care on their own free will is obviously been the case since the beginning of medicine. Because the, if you look at the Hippocratic oath that uh, all doctors take, and uh, when my wife graduated, she took that Hippocratic oath. It's uh, it's basically about helping people, and uh, most doctors, and they're not all like that, but most doctors get into the field in order to help people. Absolutely. So obviously, this has always been a part of medicine, is is helping the community. And they should be rewarded for helping people, and that's why having a free market in healthcare allows doctors to be paid exactly what they're worth, whereas the government uh, system pays them all equally, regardless of how good or how bad they are, and it's just oh, it's so, so frightening that, uh, that things are going down that road. Thanks, Gene, for the call. Always appreciate it. 800-259-9231, because it's going to drive the best doctors out. Gene's wife is a doctor, and as he was saying, the doctors go to her in his area. And he has said that they're going to leave this, the business if this government health care system comes comes down the pike. They're going to leave the country. That's true, too. But they're certainly going to leave the, uh, the health care industry, at least in, the, in our country. That, and that's not, they're not the only ones. Other doctors are going to decide, you know, early retirement, looking pretty good now. Sure. Don't want to deal with this crap. And then who's going to get in? They got in the business to help Heal people. They didn't get in the business to be a government bureaucrat. Fill out paperwork and bow down. It's bad enough as it is now. 
they know it's going to get worse, and they've got their contingency plans. Just wait. You'll see them dropping out and going playing golf rather than deal with the government nastiness. Yep. I mean, you can just look at what it's what the difference is, uh, you know, between the guy who who mows lawns in your neighborhood and the guy who works for the park services, sleeping in the um, you know under a, a pavilion in the uh, the park. The fact is, you know, the government disincentivizes people from doing good jobs. Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Plenty of time for your call about what you want. That's why we call the show Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at BigHeadPress.com slash PK. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free to 800-259-9231. the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us, including updates. Get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something brand new to announce about the show. In fact, just announced something uh, brand new moments before the show started tonight. It's the, the Free Talk Live Soapbox. But we're calling the Soapbox because I just need something more to do with my time during the day, I guess. Apparently. I, I came up with the idea uh, of having essentially a voicemail line, and it well, certainly wasn't my idea. I borrowed it from somebody else. That's how radio but, works. Yeah. But I decided to implement it on this show, and I've been meaning to do it for a while. Finally got around to it. So what we're going to do is we're gonna, we've are gonna we set up the Free Talk Live soapbox, and I'm calling it that because, well, it's like a real soapbox. If you get up on a soapbox standing on a street corner, people are some people are just going to walk by and ignore you, and some people might actually stop and listen to what you have to say. Similarly, if you call the Free Talk Live soapbox... You might be listened to, you might not, in that we might use your voicemail on the air, or we might not. So uh, it's open for you at 603-722-0AMP. That's 603-722-0267. And I'm going to try to make a point of just kind of giving that out at the end of the show. That way people who are listening maybe via podcast or listening on a delay broadcast basis and aren't hearing us live will have a chance to respond if they can't call in. For whatever reason, if you can't call in live, this will be sort of an alternative option for you. We'll see how it goes. We were doing a beta test on it last week where our Free Talk Live amplifiers were given the number, and none of them used it. So I figured, okay, it's been a week. Nobody wanted to use it as an amp. Let's just open it up to everybody and see what happens. So we'll give you that number again over time. It's on our website uh, at the top of the page at freetalklive.com, right under the regular live call-in number. The soapbox number is listed. So we'll see how it works. Maybe it'll crash and burn. Maybe we'll get some great calls. Maybe we'll get some witty, uh, insightful, or uh, funny stuff. We will see. Uh, you can go, call this number right now to get a free week of Choose for Health Superfruit Complex. It's a uh, it's a chewable vitamin and antioxidant. It's I, you know it it is this is state of the art of vitamin antioxidant technology, and you can try it out for one week for free by calling this telephone number eight hundred two one nine eighty eight seventy four. So all you have to do is pay for the sh- uh, small charge for shipping and handling. It's eight hundred two one nine eighty eight seventy four. All right, so we're going to continue taking your phone calls about what you want. And by the way, if you want to get those updates, just go to updates.freetalklive.com. You'll be kept in the loop about our show. Uh, we go to Harry listening to WFLA-FM in Tallahassee, Florida. Harry, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. 
Yeah, hey. Hey, I, I like y'all's show. I like your format. I don't agree with a whole lot of what you got to say, but I, okay. I really do like the way that y'all deal with things. And Thank I, you, sir. At least give people a chance to voice their opinions, unlike a, a lot of the talk radio. That can Indeed. So what is your thought? What are your thoughts? Go ahead. One thing, I, th- I think y'all are, uh, y'all are a little misinformed on a couple of things. And, and one is like the, the thing with the hospitals. So I, I think you stated that the federal government requires that, that somebody be traded when they go to the hospital. That's, that's actually not the case. What it is is that... They're either going to treat people or they're not going to receive uh, the, the funding they get from the federal government. Um, it says there's no there's no law that says they got to treat anybody. What it says is you treat it if you're if you're, okay. going, to, if you're going to accept the monies that were. I'll take your word. For, I'll take your word for that. I believe that's probably true with the federal government. I think there may be state government laws in different places that do mandate such things, but I'm not. I don't work in a hospital, so I can't say for sure. Yep. No one's ever corrected on, uh, us on that in, in six years, so it's it be suspect. But oh, we lost him apparently. But that was not us. We did not drop your call. If uh, it was an accidental disconnect, you're welcome to call us back. Uh, Harry, if you can get in time. Right. Normally, we only allow one call per night, but if uh, if it's a screw up with a cell phone or something, you're certainly welcome to call back in. So we apologize about whatever happened there. 800-259-9231. Certainly didn't want to drop that call because it was getting interesting. Uh, let's continue, though, with Jake in Indiana. You're on Free Talk Live. Jake, what's on your mind tonight? Pat, how you doing? You there? Yes, super, Jake. What's oh. on your mind? Go ahead. Oh, yes. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, I just wanted to uh, make a comment in regards to the gentleman who called about his wife was a, a physician. Yes, sir. And he was talking about getting paid for services rendered. Mm-hmm. There is a, a, another aspect I, I would like to just sound off about. I can't speak in generalization, so I'll speak about myself, uh, uh, my own personal experience. Now, assuming that gentleman's uh, reason about getting paid for a service, I, um, when you pay for a, a medical service, they, they should be able to find an answer for it or continue to, to do research until, you, until they find out what the problem is because you paid for it. Uh, like the automotive industry, the gentleman says, well, you, you pay for it, your car should get fixed. If it doesn't get fixed, you bring it back until they fix it. Well, in my particular case, I used to have some serious health problems in my 20s. Paid thousands of dollars with my insurance involved still. Paid thousands of dollars, yet they didn't find out what was wrong. Mm. If that's the case, I paid for a service, I didn't get any answers. So I think they should continue to do research until they find the problem, but it didn't happen. It's not a bad idea, and uh, there's certainly a possibility that you could find a provider that will make some sort of guarantee. I'd like to give you the, uh, the example of LASIK surgery. There are certain providers that will give you guarantees on uh, not only the best price, but also satisfaction uh, guarantees and, and things like that. There's, and that's an area that's completely unregulated by the government. So therefore, yeah, um, you know, the, it, gives you, it gives you a good example of what um, a free market in medicine might look like. But at the same time, I can also understand that doctors are humans they can make mistakes they uh, they don't know everything about what's going on with the body they're well, they're they're fallible and so when you go into a doctor maybe it should be made clear if it hasn't already that hey you're paying us to diagnose you there's a chance we're not going to know what's going on with you in which case it would be up to the doctor to either have a refund policy or not and uh, i'm not saying there are that all doctors operate in the same way. Maybe there are doctors out there with but such a policy, but I doubt it. What we currently have today is a very, very messed up system, and largely, in my opinion, due to uh, government regulation. And the, the the fact is, I've experienced just this same sort of thing. Most of the people in the hospital don't. They're so far connect uh, removed from the 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 pricing of what they're doing. They have no idea. They're just test taker, order takers. Um, they don't even they don't even know. So uh, you know, I've I've uh, when my wife had her um, had the child, you know, 
these people, they, they, they didn't even know how to give good service. I was paying in cash. They're just used to people who are paying with insurance, and they do whatever they say. I asked questions. They couldn't answer them because they didn't know. They, don't, they, they can't provide a service any longer. Jake, uh, absolutely. I, go ahead. I'm sorry, I mean to interrupt you. Uh, that's what I, it happened in my particular case. Um, this neurologist I was seeing, you know, I, I asked a lot of questions, did research on my own. I was working as a co-op in, in, a, in a company that uh, worked in diabetes, and I said, well, I suggest you should do this particular type of test. He refused to do it, so I went through the people that I work with. They ran it, took it back to him. I said, look, it's pretty bad when your patient has to suggest things you should run to eliminate that, you know, that possibility. Um, yeah, I agree with you. So, that is pretty so, bad. I mean, I'm paying for a service. I didn't get the answers, but yet I should still go back and say, look, I paid you for this service. You got paid for this. Let's find out what the problem is. Uh, uh, and this gentleman was talking about being paid for service and use the automotive industry. Well, you know, if your car is broke, you take it, you take it to them. They're supposed to fix it. If they didn't fix it to your satisfaction, you take it back. I'm with you. So I think case, you've got a great I'm, point. I think you're absolutely spot on, and I, I would love to hear about a doctor that offers some sort of policy like that. I've never heard of it personally. Maybe it does exist. Uh, I, I understand certainly where you're coming from, and I, I would love to see some doctor say, come on down to Dr. Steve, and uh, I'll give you a full refund. And the only way you're going to get that is with competition, and we don't have anything yeah. like competition in the medical no, industry right now. it's too restricted. It's too difficult well, to become a doctor. I'm sorry, gentlemen. I, what I would have liked to have uh, you know, more respect for the for this physician, Pete, was said more respect for him if he, had he said, listen, I don't know what's wrong with you. Uh, I'm going to refer you to somebody. Maybe somebody else can help instead of ordering, you know, certain tests to run necessary yeah. or just telling me, well, it's uh, idiopathic and I spend thousands of dollars and he tells me nothing's wrong with me. And I was having some serious health issues at the time. I, I totally see where you're coming from. I think it's completely reasonable what you're saying. And I thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. Yep, and you're right, too, Mark, that if we had a free market in health care, it would be more likely that some doctor who really believed he had it, like who really thought he had it together and was sure that he knows what he's doing when it comes to patients, he could put an offer like that out there, like, come on down to Dr. Steve's, we'll give you a full refund if we can't figure out what's wrong with you. I would love to see something like that. Um, you know, I, I, if, Doctors would, come, would figure all different ways to, uh, to compete. Some of them would have uh, you know, animated cartoon characters on the side of the road uh, you know, waving at people as they go by. You know, they'd be offering two-for-one specials on Saturday. It might Whatever it work, is that they're too. doing the, the would be great. Off, the refund offer might work, too, because I mean, if you really are good at what you're doing and you can figure out what 90% of the problems are, if you've got to give 10% refunds, if that gets a bunch of more people through your door, success. More on the way, you take control even in the remaining moments at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Hey, podcasters. FTL has a new advertiser with a somewhat unusual arrangement. They're paying us for people that fill out their online form for inspections for their basements. You won't believe how affordable a dry, usable basement can be, and FTL gets 50 bucks for everyone that fills out the online form at basement.freetalklive.com. 500 bucks off, a lifetime warranty, and a free water watch alarm. Just go to basement.freetalklive.com, click on Free Inspection and Estimate in the upper right-hand corner, fill out the online form, earn FTL 50 bucks. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Maybe enough time for your call, but I'm probably not going to give your phone the phone number out at this point because the phones are kind of loaded. It is Free Talk Live. 
Brought to you by audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. If you go to that website, you'll get yourself a free audio book. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. You can listen whenever and wherever you want, just like a podcast. In fact, they have over 6,000, excuse me, 60,000, that's a lot more, 60,000 titles from which to choose in every genre. Audible has it covered. So get your free audiobook download when you sign up today at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. That's audiblepodcast.com slash ftl as we continue taking your calls we'll go to jeremy in rhode island on the amp line jeremy you're on, you are on free talk live hey hey what's um, on your mind tonight well uh there are actually two things now um i want to get to something about uh <clears throat> the people uh about the military um, if you can do them both quickly is, you should do that otherwise pick one of two okay. Well, about the doctors things, um, it's, it's amazing how, the, how much the government gets in the way of doctors. Um, when my grandfather was dying of cancer, he had prostate cancer, and it actually was lung cancer, and it spread um, everywhere in his body. It spread into his back, and little tumors actually broke uh, up in between the individual backbones, and it was very nice. painful. And he was in a lot of pain. He was just trying to get more pain medicine. Um, and, you know, and here's a 74-year-old guy trying to get more pain medicine because he's in a lot of pain. And the doctor doesn't want to give him more because it puts him at risk of being investigated by the DEA. By the DEA, yep. And who wants and then, to, who then, wants to deal with his, the DEA? Well, if the more pers- the more pain medication you prescribe, the more likely you are sure. to then have to answer, maybe not the DEA, but like the state. Yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, well, it says here that you gave, you know, a quarter of your patients morphine. Well, yeah, no kidding. I work in an oncology unit. But right. um, he's basically disincentivized from giving the proper treatment. Oh, that's um, And my grandfather's, yeah, it, it was just. It is sad. Um, and the other thing I wanted to get to quickly is. Hey, it's all right. We need to have a war on drugs. There's people out there getting high. Exactly. I mean, that's you what know, all this is in the name of, someone, right? That's what this is in the name of is is the idea that people shouldn't be able to get to get high. And so, as a result of the, this war against people having recreational drug use, people like your dad have been prevented from getting the pain relief they need. Grandfather, your grandfather. grandfather. He's not the only um, one, though. Let me tell you, there are other people that are in the same situation. The um, yeah, it was. It, it's basically like a numbers thing, you know. The more. Like, yeah, he could back it up if, but, you know, but you have to fax the records over and you have to do this, that, and the other thing to defend yourself. And it's just a big, it's just a big waste of their time. And the he could lose his license. To worry about. He could lose or his he, license. He could go to jail. Well, no, he's not going to lose his license for that. But the thing is, it's like it raises the risk that the government's going to waste my time. So I'd rather see your family member in their last. You're telling me the you know, DEA can't pull his, yeah, Jeremy, you're telling me the DEA can't pull his license? Well, they can do it, but they wouldn't do it for like prescribing to someone who's 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 terminal and in pain. No, they just waste the heck out of his time. And I if see. he decides he doesn't yeah. want to have his time wasted and he's not going to send whatever paperwork it is that they request, then they might go ahead and do it. All right. So what's yeah, the other thing? Still... Quick, quick. Okay. The other thing is um, a friend of mine, his roommate just came back from boot camp, and he said that the people who are who get promoted are basically the most sadistic, the most type A, just gun-ho, want-to-go-kill-people kind of people. People that have no moral it's, dilemma with just killing people, and they don't care why. It's the military. Yeah, It's their job. There you go. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's continue and go to Nick in Massachusetts. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live. Nick, you are on the air. 
Oh, hey. um, hi. Um, I wanted to comment on uh, workers owning the means of production. Sure. Can you guys understand me? Uh, yeah, we hear you. Go ahead. Uh, okay, good, because I have a cold. Um, so I wanted to um, discuss that. Uh, I think the guy before who was talking about the workers owning the means of production um, is sort of, I mean, I understand where he's coming from, but he's sort of thinking this idea that um, workers should overtake the factories and they should seize it through force and theft and, and stuff isn't the right well, way. Well, when we, when, we, when we pointed out that what he was talking about inevitably would mean violence, he backed away from that. He didn't, but he did admit that that's what it was. Well, no, he just said he didn't want violence. He did say that, too. So he made uh, that clear. He I, wants I the workers assume. to take. No, no, no. What he wants is he wants everybody to come to the conclusion all on their own that sure. the workers should own everything, and then, then you know, the the uh, the capitalists uh, that own the companies will just seed their uh, factories over. It, that he wants some sort of utopian, non-violent, peaceful solution. When of course the reality of socialism is it always ends in you know it's always a violent system because it's a government. Okay. Um, Second no, point. I would I would I would dispute some of your claims right there. Um, I I tend to um, like both uh, anarcho-socialism and anarcho-capitalism, um, although I think both of them have their flaws. There's not anarcho-socialism. Those, that, those are two. T- the, there is no such thing as anarcho-socialism. You have to have a government it's to have like, socialism. It's like saying purple blue. There's you know there's one thing and then there's another. Um, there's socialism is. The ruling elite owning the means of production and everybody else doing what the heck they say so or Pierre, dying. Okay. So Pierre Joseph Proudhon was the statist, is what you're telling me. Right. I'm sorry. Proudhon was a very conflicted man who wrote a bunch of very conflicted stuff. How can you say <laughs> that property is theft and then advocate that people be well, able he to? Well, wasn't. T- okay. So I, I I know what you're saying here because I've heard this a lot from both sides. He's, it was when he said property is theft. He was talking about government property is theft. Personal property is fine. That's right. what most. There's either anarchy and there's nothing else. Okay, because you can say that the world would align in certain ways, but if there's no government, then whatever happens happens. happens. That's it. There's not anarcho-socialism. There's not anarcho-communism. There's not anarcho-capitalism. There's anarchy. And whatever happens, happens. Nick, thanks for the call. Call us next week. We can uh, get into the finer points at that point. Let's go to Frank in Ohio. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi, Frank in Ohio. And so much for communism. You remember Putin over there in Russia took down that oil magnate real quick, and that was personal property. And they just threw him in the skylog and took all his wealth. So <laughs> I don't I, I don't know anything about the story. It's a government oh, okay. takeover of industry. Okay. Anyhow, what, uh, what you have is uh, corrupt, in, incompetent uh, management, government regulations, uh, greed, lies, hypocrisy, and fear, and that corrupt government, that inept, corrupt mismanagement of government regulation, is controlled by the du- drug companies, the lawyers. The insurance companies and the corporate medical uh, uh, bureaucracy. See, government leads to corruption because its power, uh, its institutionalized coercion and force, it's a violent monopoly over people. And whenever you give anybody the keys to power, it's inevitable that they will become corrupted. Uh, it's you know Lord Acton's famous quote: "Absolute power corrupts absolutely." And I thank there you, you for the call tonight, sir. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Now we'll sneak in Dave in Montana, listening to KGEZ. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening. Hey, howdy. Hey. Hey. Uh, I think the attack on the medical problem is wrong. 
they should do it with free-spirited capitalism. I say doctors aren't nothing without their technology, without their MRIs, their X-rays, their scalpels, their operating rooms. That's what the money should be spent on. The The problem isn't going to be solved with insurance. We should make it cheaper for people that want to be doctors to be doctors, cheaper for people that want to be nurses to be nurses, people that want to be laboratory people. These educate, they should start making schools that educate these people cheap so that they could do what they want to do. They could do those things, but the AMA is standing in the way, the American Medical Association. That's the way to fix this medical problem. Insurance caused this problem, and, and insurance will make it even more control and make us more enslaved. Well, it's especially if the government has the insurance. The prices. The, why does it cost uh, a whole day's wage for a common working man just to go see the doctor? It didn't used to be that way. Mark, you showed us some uh, statistics once that compared the prices of getting a, having a baby delivered. $4,000 just to spend the night in the hospital. Yeah, that's it's crazy. crazy. It is going crazy. To, going to the emer- emergency rooms, they say that's the wrong way to go about it, but people only go to the doctor when they get sliced open, when they, when they have a real bad pain in their stomach and they can't sleep. We need more kind of emergency uh, clinics in neighborhoods, you know, or and then all of those things would become more possible in school for first aid. Not a bad, no. not bad ideas at all, Dave. I thank you for the call tonight. They, all of those things could be more possible if you'd get the government the hell out of healthcare, as we've been talking about all evening long here, because they're standing in the way. They're teamed up with the insurance companies. They're teamed up with the American Medical Association. These are the establishment organizations that have a serious interest in keeping those things from happening. They don't want more doctors in the system because it's more competition for the existing players. They don't want neighborhood clinics popping up like you're seeing in Walmarts and other places because that's more competition for them. So they try to do everything they can to stop it. And if they didn't have government to go to for that th- for that solution, then there'd be a lot more options. We'll see you Monday night online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. This is Ian. Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has a free handgun and five days of firearms training waiting for you. That's right. You can attend five days of world-class gun training at Front Sight Firearms Training Institute and secure a 30-state concealed weapon permit, all for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Now is the time. You and your family need to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. And the Millionaire Patriot is paying his own money to help you get it. This is real. Thousands have already taken advantage of it, and you should too. Don't miss out. Secure a front sight defensive handgun course plus 30-state concealed weapon permit for pennies on the dollar and get your free handgun. Go to FrontSight.com today. That's F-R-O-N-T-S-I-G-H-T dot com. Go to FrontSight.com for your training and free gun. Again, that's FrontSight.com. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. 
This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.